Welcome to Laughing Monkey Music. Today we have on Matt from Exhum. How are you? I am um, doing all right. You know, just uh, on the road, uh, headed towards Denver right now with uh, with Gruesome. So I'm underrested, unbathed, and uh, you know, living the dream. That's exactly that you're selling tickets that way. That's exactly what people want: unbathed, unrested, <laughs> <laughs> stinky, tired performance. There you go. Um, right. Well, you're in like a lot of bands, though, too. I mean, is it a challenge to do all those bands? Yeah, I mean, sometimes, like, not creatively. It's more just logistically. Well, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, The logistics get a little snarled. And, of course, everybody in every band is also in multiple bands. So that becomes challenging, you know? Yeah. Um, So, uh, I mean... That part of it's a hassle, but creatively, it's really fun and stimulating and energizing. So, I, you know, it's worth it. Well, you're a very busy person. I mean, on your website, you're, you're, you're very, uh, I've enjoyed your chronicling of, of stuff. <laughs> uh, and I, actually, you talked about, you actually, you, you went a little um, little different in the creative process over COVID for the movie. Can we talk about that a little bit? That's kind of cool. Um, some fan fiction thing. You, you were working on some music piece. Oh yeah, I did. Um, I did a couple of different instrumental things. I did like a solo album, and then I did a couple of short like YouTube films. Um, and that was kind of, uh, you know, everybody was like, "Oh, you should learn a new skill over the pandemic." So that's what I've been trying to learn. Well, that's what I'm uh, kind of cool, kind of a left turn, sort of. I mean, not in your wheelhouse, but kind of cool though. Thanks. I mean, I you know, I really like film music and. I just like music pretty much in general. I mean, I like like ska, but you know, most music I generally you didn't generally have to throw a genre under the bus, you know. I just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was just um, you know, it was something that I kind of screwed around with a little bit uh, when we did the Death and Revenge album with Exhumed, and I you know came up with some ideas, and then a friend of mine you know arranged them and and put them together, kind of and. So that was sort of the first thought, like, oh, maybe I should, you know, try to learn more about this. And uh, it's also fun because it's something that doesn't require, uh, you know, yeah, I can just do it by myself on my laptop and, you know, I can do it. And, you know, when I don't want to wake up my wife or or the dogs, I could just sit in a room and just (laughs) work on my laptop quietly. And it's, uh, it's nice. It's become like really, uh, you know, it's a fun challenge, but it's also kind of relaxing. You know, I think, you know, since the last things I've worked on, I think I've improved a lot, I hope. So I'm trying to figure out exactly what the next step, I guess, in uh, doing, you know, hopefully that will lead to, you know, more opportunities to do cool shit. I think you should. It was, it was good. It was funny. So I actually watched the, the fan version movie, which is really pretty good, actually, because I've never actually seen something like that. And it's quite a rabbit hole. Of, I didn't realize there was that much oh, fan created sure. movies. Oh my God! It's so much out there. <laughs> it's endless. I mean, yeah, it's it's wild how much stuff there is. But uh, the quality so is great because you could got so much great uh, media equipment nowadays too. So the it, it ups the game, you know. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, cool. Thanks for checking that out. That was pretty cool. So well, afterwards, all of the links. I want people to check all that different stuff out that you're doing. Um, obviously, we're we'll talk about the tour you got, you're doing now. Um, I'm out here with Gruesome, which is. Uh, basically a death tribute band, but we write our own songs. So it's a 
homage. And I guess that sort of harkens back to the cinema thing, because that's kind of a common thing in cinema, but not really in music, you know, um, where a director will be like, oh, I'm going to make a movie that's just like my other favorite director kind of thing. Um, so that's sort of what we do with Gruesome. And we were supposed to be in Europe, but uh, I think the band we were supposed to go out with had some sort of uh, personal or family or health thing, or I don't know exactly what it was. Um, so that tour got canceled. And again, getting back to the logistical challenge part, it's so rare that our schedules sort of align that I felt like, well, I mean, we all have kind of earmarked this time. Why don't we try it? get some shows going. So we kind of put together the tour at the, the 11th hour. and uh, We're just out here cruising through the Western U.S. having a good time. Well, I mean, obviously people are missing that band. I mean, they loved it. It's, you know, <laughs> quite a legacy. So, I mean, I'm sure you've got quite a, a fan base too for that. They'll want to check it out. Yeah, it's um, it was a weird thing, you know. Uh, I was sort of, you know, one of the minor people involved in doing death, the early death of all stuff. And then Gus was also uh, our drummer. Gus was really close friends with Sean Reiner. And he teched for Sean on some of the death of all stuff. And, um, you know, so we were just talking about it and I kind of jokingly was like, Oh yeah, we'll just make up our own death songs. And then, uh, yeah, four or five years later, whatever, here we are. And uh, yeah, it sort of just turned into a thing. Is that the same? But you also did another death tribute too, though, not to get confused, right? Yeah, well, that was a thing that kind of happened last year. Um, uh, again, Gus and I did a show or two shows with uh, Terry, who played on Spiritual Healing and Leprosy, and James Murphy, who played on uh, Spiritual Healing. Mm-hmm. And after we did that, then Rick, who played on Leprosy, hit up Terry and was like, do you think those guys would want to just do leprosy live? And again, you know, Terry's in obituary and human condition and and all these different things. So it was like, well, shit, we have this window of time this summer where we can make it happen. And so we did a, like a three week tour where we just played leprosy and then some stuff from Screaming Gore. So yeah, I don't, I don't really, I kind of, thought it'd be a fun thing to like get my toe in the site death tribute realm but now it's just become like a whole whirlpool of madness is it because like the, the quality of work just the, the the demands and stuff i was happy to see that because i went to death in the beginning i used to uh, intern for uh relativity combat records like, like oh, sure. when i was in college in uh, music college in like 90 89 90 so i had the promos of the you know death you know that kind of stuff was coming out oh that's so. awesome yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool that you guys did that to kind of keep it going because, you know, people aren't nowadays, it's not the same. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, you know, for me doing it, obviously, like I'm sort of, you know, filling an unfillable role. And, um, you know, the fact that Terry and Rick and, and James and Terry, you know, specifically wanted me to be involved, that I guess makes me really happy and makes me feel like I'm doing something right, you know? So, um, I don't know if, if I was as a fan, that's like, how could you not <laughs> do it? Well, that's you the know? thing is, you know, all these big shoes to fill, you just, you have your own shoes. No one needs to fill what was there. You can't. It's like the Pantera yeah, thing. It's, it's a tribute to celebrate who's around so other people can enjoy it together of like-mindedness. Right. 
it's a celebration. You know, it, people need to just kind of chill about, you know, how they want to call things. Just enjoy the music. And if someone else can help keep the, 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 the fire going, you know, more power to you. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, it, it is definitely a celebration. And I, that's kind of my, I like to celebrate. <laughs> I like that, you know, I try to stay positive. Yeah. That is, and it's really cool. Um, you, And you also have another album coming out with uh, Exhumed, too. And you got a new video just, just came out, too, I believe, right? Carbonized. So you guys, on that front, what's going on there? Yeah, yeah we have the records coming out on October 21st. On Relapse Records, so everybody should buy, you know, separate copies and, uh, you know, all that good stuff. So we're just kind of, uh, you know, we're gearing up for the album release and then we have a tour next month. So there's just all kinds of shit happening. Moving parts all over the place. How, <laughs> I know before you wrote about this, COVID, maybe we can go talk about it. Like, how are you preparing? Like, because it, it's rough. I mean, your, your voice... You're not, you're not, you're not down tuning. You're not singing um, ballads, <laughs> you know. No, I mean, for the voice, I think I'm just so used to it. After all these years, it's just kind of like <clears throat> it just is what it is. And I, you know, I have a couple of things that I do. I, you know, there's like a cough syrup that I use. And I'll suck on cough drops, and uh, I normally have like a little uh, vaporizer that mm-hmm. I bring, but I forgot it on this tour, but this tour is only two weeks, so it's not so bad. It's just one of those things that you kind of uh, wake up in the morning and you just believe it's going to be there, and then it's there. And then, <clears throat> you know, it's It's, it's like, an interesting skill set you have. I mean, because listen, I mean, there's other people can do it, but to me, I can't even like yell at my kids and be like, I got to sit down, I need to take a nap or something. <laughs> it's not for everybody to do that. I mean, it's obviously a muscle and it's a skill. It really is a skill and it's enjoyable, to a lot of people, but it's still a hard thing to do. You're like, I can just scream. You, you can't just scream. You, you know what I mean? It's, it's not like that to have the power for that long. So it just blows me away. Like, you know, <laughs> it's not now because sing along too. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't honestly like unless we're playing a show or rehearsing for a tour or I'm recording, I don't ever like growl. Like, I don't ever because it's just. It, there is physical wear, and I can feel like you know, you use different sort of parts of your throat to kind of grate against it. I don't know exactly what the, the physical process is, but I can feel there's certain parts of my throat that are just it's, it's not there. That pitch is no longer there. So I try to really, you know, if I don't have to, I don't do it. Intuitively, um, is that something you learned? Like when you started out, you were just screaming and blowing your voice out, and then you kind yeah. of figured out like. Oh, there's a way I can manipulate my 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 throat muscles and and save myself. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I know that there's those videos and stuff now, like vocal instructors that show how to do it. And I know I'm not doing it that way, the right way. Um, I have a way that I don't know. It works for me, and you know, it, because I, I'll tell people. You know, people ask me about it sometimes. I'm like, oh yeah, no, it, it like it hurts for for sure. Like it's painful. I mean, it's not agonizing, but it's uncomfortable and they're like it's not supposed to hurt and i was like i don't know i thought it was death metal like there should be some sort of pain and discomfort involved i don't know so i I got my own way and it's fine for me but i have no idea like how people do it correctly or whatever (laughs) at at the source um so you're obviously you're a big horror film person have you did you see the new movie smile yet actually just doing what's on my head 
I haven't yet. And, you I'm know, curious they, your thoughts on it. I always feel so bad because I do love horror and I get asked about it a lot in the interviews, but prior to getting into horror and getting into metal, uh, like I was a humongous, like superhero comic book kid. That was my shit in the, like, the you know, early mid eighties. And so now there's so much media being produced in that realm that I find I have no time to like watch new horror movies. People are like, Oh, have you seen X yet? I was like, Oh fuck. I can't, I forgot. It was already out of theaters and it was like shit, but I had to watch these 27 episodes of, you know, Daredevil and Harley let's, Quinn. Let's be honest. So I, used to, I used to be the same way with my superheroes. And then like, they have these lame movies and stuff that came out and you're like, Oh, it was nothing. And also like the Avengers quality stuff comes out in Iron Man. You're like, Oh my God. Like right. even people that didn't like comics growing up are like, this was great. I'm like, I know I told you. So yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So to me, I, I get that. And like you, I used to do a lot of uh, horror films. I have it because, I feel like you're kind of getting retreading in a way that it wasn't. I just like I was missing something. Um, and for hot for, for hahas, I went to see Smile. That's why I'm asking because I don't usually see him horror films. And I was actually I was pleasantly surprised. Actually, it was that cool. it had a little bit of a twist to it. You know, uh, well, afterwards I realized it's Kevin Bacon's uh, daughter and Kevin Kira's daughter as the in the main role. I didn't even know that he had a kid, so it was amazing. I think it's a family think, business now. It, it is. What made me think about it is the fact that in that movie she screams through the movie, and it seems like it's physically taxing. And it made me th- that's what made me think about it. You, you screaming like it's a physically taxing job, like emotionally. You know, it's a lot. Right. You know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's gonna be a thing. Um, with COVID, you also kind of you were doing a lot of different things, and, and, and actually in your blog you're doing some too, and you you were writing in you know pretty much off the cuff how you felt. You weren't like you know, you said your fears, your this, your that, your concerns, which made it a really enjoyable read. I encourage people to check it out. Uh, I'll put the link in, in the show. Uh, it was like you're talking to you. It was a very, it was a very comfortable write that you did. I like that. Um, are you going to continue doing more stuff like that? Thanks. Um, you know, I always say that I'm going like, to keep up on the blog better and I always fail. You know, or like, like a journal, just, like a, not like a journal, like, you know, do your camp, yeah. you know, like a kitten on it or something. I mean, like I, a journal, like you're on tour journal. <laughs> you know, I used to do there. a lot of tour, tour journaling uh, several years ago. And then I found that it started getting kind of samey. You know, it's like, all right, so we played here. We saw this buddy and then we got drunk and then we played there. And then we saw this friend and our other friend couldn't make it because they were on tour with their band. And then we got drunk and then, uh, you know, we, got on a plane and you know almost missed the plane but didn't miss the plane and then we got drunk and then we you know all right maybe so- a little self-editing maybe would you know but I, I, it also kind of to me i guess made me realize that there is a sort of i, I wouldn't say monotony but there's a repetitive rhythm to touring and once you sort of get you know, once it becomes a norm, once you get inured to it, it I find it very comfortable with it, honestly. Like I feared like I have no problem sitting in the van for ten hours, I can just read or I can sit on my laptop or I can take a nap or I can whatever. Um, so you just get in this rhythm and um, yeah, that's so the, the journaling became repetitive, or I found it repetitive anyway. So <laughs> I was thinking more of like, as I said, like on the road, like writing what you see, movies, your thoughts, your stories, not right. just writing about the tour, like like a running diatribe of what you're thinking. Because 
you know, you have a creative thought, you think into this, like you could kind of just meander <laughs> to different things. You know what I mean? Well, I um, I also during the pandemic, I also got had a short story published in a, in a horror anthology, and so now I'm working on something longer, and that sort of tends to take like if I'm going to stand around in my bicycle work on this and then of course on the last tour I saw my laptop died and I lost like 10,000 words so I was very upset about that but um, I'm, I just picked it up actually over the last couple of days now that this tour is kind of off and running so I'm trying to like get caught up with where I was so that's are you backing it up now are you backing yourself up now well I was backing myself up then but I went through a period on tour of like three days where I didn't have good wi-fi yeah, and I was like, "I'll oh, just you know put it on the cloud. It'll be good." And somehow, I finally was like, "Oh, cool! I got Wi-Fi. Let's be awesome." And I sat down, and I was like, "Why does the computer turn on? Like, this is bad." And you know, I just didn't want to pay three thousand dollars to like recover the fucking ten thousand words. I was like, "That's just that seems insane." Because I didn't really have that much else. It was like a pretty new computer, which got yeah. replaced. It was all fine, but. I just was like, I can't spend double what the computer costs. Right, right. I get that. To get back to 10, you know. It doesn't cost that much to fix it either. An IT guy really costs nothing to get that information if you have the right tool. It's just, it's, yeah, that's that's what I thought. And I was expecting it to be a couple hundred bucks. I went to a couple of different people and they're like, well, your hard drive is attached to your logic board, which is, I don't, I don't know. So it was yeah. just was the whole thing. You're better off walking <laughs> away from it. That's cool. Are you going to, with the release next month of the album, are we going to like do any videos or anything else for it? There's one more single coming and then um, I'm going to be, we've been doing like guitar playthrough videos for the singles. So I have a thing for the carbonized one. I just need to sit down and edit it. You know, you'd have four hours of just time to sit and edit. And, um, and then whenever we do, you know, when we go on tour, we usually make little funny short videos and shit promoting the shows. Our bass player, Ross, is really good with that stuff. He, uh, you know, I don't know if you saw the first video we did for Drink of Color, but he yeah. was really instrumental in, in getting the edits, you know, the way that we wanted them and stuff. So um, I kind of let him spearhead that aspect of things because, you know, he's, he's way better at it than I am. And it's just, you know, one more one thing off I play. <laughs> Well, you guys are very do-it-yourself, too. It's very much the, the punk mentality. I mean, you guys pretty yeah. much do everything in-house yourself. If you don't know, if you don't have somebody do it, you learn how to do it. Do your own videos. Do yourself. Keep it in. Keep the cost down. Keep the profit. You know? And it, it, yeah. really, it really is like it's totally DIY. I mean, we own our own studio. We have a screen printing shop where we print a lot of our shirts. Um, and, you know, obviously, we own our van and our trailer and our gear and you know, we try to be, you know, it's just about kind of having control over your own destiny mm-hmm. and you know, not waiting around for somebody else to make something happen. It's like, if we want to do something, you know, it's a lot easier to simply just do it rather than go to a label, convince them it's a good idea, get the money. Yeah. Then, yeah. Well, you're you lucky know, too. You own your van because right now the, the, I've heard that it's not that easy to get uh, advertised touring vans and stuff. Dude, there was a, a draw I, on them, right? I, I bought this van last year and it was such a fucking hassle. And it also didn't help that as I was buying the van, I had COVID and I couldn't leave the house. Oh, I read so that. I yeah, that's crazy. On the phone and on the internet. And 
we were, our tour was about to start. And it was just one of the most stressful weeks of my life, honestly. Um, but we're in the van now. It's all, you know. Well, you know what I'm saying, though? I mean, it was worth it. If you look back, it's less stress because now, could you imagine trying to get a van? No. I, it wouldn't I, have happened. And you have no. an album. I mean, and you couldn't on either of your tours. And so, I mean, in the long run, you kind of probably beat, beat out the stress by having that little stress. Right, right. So it's just, you know, you pick your battles and, and uh, you know, it's, you know, it's a luxury really to be in the position that we're in because, you know, at least we're a band that's successful enough to, have the capital and have the, you know, the wherewithal to do this. Yeah. And, you know, uh, so as much as I bitch about this stuff, sometimes I, I have to recognize that I'm very fortunate to be playing in a, you know, grind quarter adjacent band singing about rotting corpses and being able to, you know, afford the overhead on the fucking recording studio and the fan payment and all this shit. So, you know, uh, it's, it's pretty good. Well, yeah, I, I say it is. Um, who's going on tour with you guys? It's got uh, big, big, it's got a big, long tour. I saw the list of all the places you're playing. It's going to be a big tour. Yeah, it's a, it's a five week long tour, um, and I I kind of forgot that it was five weeks. So I had to <laughs> tell my wife like, "Well, I won't be home until immediately before Christmas." Sorry, she was like, just kind of rolled her eyes like, "God damn it." Um, <laughs> The, the, Just the time to not have to shop for gifts. <laughs> We've got Holder and Vitriol for the whole tour. Uh, Holder has a new record coming out this month. That's uh, like a kind of like a raw black metal thing. Vitriol is like a really aggressive kind of. I mean, it's technical death metal, but it doesn't. To my ears, doesn't sound like what I think of when I think of technical death metal. I'm not like. Yeah. You know, yeah, the, the titles get kind of weird for me at this point in my life. I'm like, I'm 52, man. Just let's kind of like pull it back a little bit, you know. <laughs> and then we have uh, the the first leg of the tour is going to be opened by Mulder, who's like an old school death metal band from Chicago. So I have Mulder and Holder, and um, and uh-huh. then the second half of the tour is we're going to have uh, Castrator out there with us. Um, which also features our bass player and gruesome Robin Mason, who's right behind me. Props um, out. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, and then they're like an all female, uh, like brutal death metal band. They just had a record on the Dark Descent. That's so awesome. um, it's a cool tour because it's every band sounds quite different from each other and has their own thing. Um, and, you know, I think. Uh, I don't know. I'm excited about it. People seem positive about it. So hopefully people show up and, and see what happens. I'm sure they will. You know, and are you, you, do you have a hand in picking all the bands? I'm sorry. Are you picking all the bands yourself? Are you, who makes up the choices for the bands? You know, we work with our agent. Um, you know, it's not like, <clears throat> it's not like a vending machine where you're just like, I want A, B, and C, but you know, well, we, no, cause you're a do it yourself type of thing. More. So you got friends, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 we try to have some input. And, you know, luckily, the guy we work with, Ron Martinez, um, who's a singer for Final Conflict and shit, um, you know, he's a, he's a really good agent. And, you know, he understands what we're about. And, you know, if he has a recommendation, then, you know, I take it quite seriously. Um, you know, if, if I just picked all bands I liked, you know, that might not be the best idea for putting people in the seats sometimes. So... You know, uh, we just 
you know, see what makes sense. And, but, you know, as long as every band is good and has their own vibe and, you know, brings something to the table right? and aren't fucking assholes, then, you know, I think it's, then it's a win. Yeah, it's probably know? good as an outsider. Like, you mean, you'd be like, Matt, is this a country, is this a country music grindcore band? Are we, what are we talking about here? <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk. Yeah. yeah. It's there's a lot of wild shit out there, you know. I I don't want to do a tour. Also, I mean, again, this is why maybe my own personal taste is bad. I don't want to do a tour where like it's four bands that sound really, really similar. You know, it's like every everybody needs to stick out, and you know, it's better for the audience. It's better for bringing in different, you know, different kind of people that, especially with Xavier, who toured so much. You know, we got to give a kid a reason to come back for the seventh time, you know, that kind of thing. And so, Ford becomes really important, you know. Um, and uh, I, I think the shows are, are comfortable. Though, which I mean, step over you. Um, I think the shows going to the shows, just like you touring, is comfortable doing that that same thing. Seeing a lot of your same your favorite bands is just kind of comfortable too. Of course, new music and a change is good. But there's something very comfortable about seeing your favorite band every year. Right. And, and, you know what I mean? It's it feels good. Right. It's like a shirt. You know, you just, it feels comfortable. It doesn't have to be flashy. <laughs> yeah. I have had people tell me that. Like during the first year of COVID, one of my friends messaged me and she's like, It's so weird that it's fall and I'm not gonna like see you guys in a couple of weeks. Like, what's going on? This is bizarre. Yeah. And uh, so that's great. I mean, you know, that's the best you can hope for, like making any kind of art, whatever you want to call it, doing this shit is that you get to become part of somebody's life. You know, maybe somebody you'll never even meet. But I mean, because I know, obviously, you start as a fan and I'm still very much a fan. And you think about how important all that shit is to you. And if you can fill that role for somebody else, I mean, that's really, you know, it's kind of touching, really. Well, it, is, it, is, it cuts down to the, the most simple, simple thing is if it makes somebody feel good or an emotion because music, it can make you get right. angry and get it out and then you feel better. It is, it's still a positive, like you can be at, sad, melancholy. Sometimes people like watch sad movies to feel melancholy, get it out of them because it's yeah. a way of expressing yourself. So that's why all types of music are great. You know what I mean? There's nothing negative about anything. Um, yeah, it's all about that, that cathartic experience where you, you know, I mean, certainly for me, as a teenager getting into the style of music, it was all about, you know, there's a lot of rage, there was a lot of anger, there was a lot of alienation, a lot of frustration. This you know, really intense music is a good way to just get all those fucking feelings out. And, you know, it's like playing a football game at the end, you're fucking exhausted, you're tired, you're covered in sweat, but you, you feel a lot better. Right. Yeah, that's I, fair. That's fair. So everybody check out, if see you on the road for, for gruesome. See you when the band comes out exhumed uh, and and check out the album in a couple of weeks. Uh probably two or three weeks. Uh it'll be out. Sounds all right, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right, man. I want to thank you for, for coming on the show. It's been really cool. Thanks for taking cool, the time. Man. Glad we were able to reschedule. Thanks for being flexible today. It's all and, good, man. Uh, it's all good. <laughs>